Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Now, we're looking at the 19th Psalm, so I'll be reading from the New um, International Version. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet, their voices go out in all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes, makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, much more pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from a honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Who can guess who wrote this one? (laughs) Yep, it's our boy David. And if I'm honest with you, I'm kind of getting to the point where I want to hear from some of the other authors, (laughs) don't you? This psalm is um, considered a psalm of trust and praise, but I think it's it's mostly praise. So let's go ahead and break it down and let's see what you think about it. Verses one through through six, they speak to God's creation. And I find these verses to be very poetic, don't you? David draws a parallel between the heavens and the tabernacle. Now in the New International Version, it doesn't say tabernacle, it says tent. And that's in verse four. Yet their voice goes out in all the earth. No, no, no. Yeah, it goes out in all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. And the heavens gods has pitched a tent for the sun. In um, other versions, it will say a tabernacle. So I'm just going to call it the tabernacle. And I want you to recall that the tabernacle was where God sat in the midst of the 12 tribes of Israel. God sat on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. Remember, we've talked about that. David then says that the heavens, which is the sky, is the tabernacle, right? The tabernacle for the sun, as as the sun is representing kind of like God himself. As it rises, it's like the bridegroom, right? And the bridegroom is Christ, right? Coming to meet its bride. And I just find that fascinating right? I had never read this psalms in its entirety, I'll be honest. But this set of verses really speak to me. I find them breathtaking to think of the sun, the ta- the sky being the, the tabernacle, the tent, and the sun coming up to meet its bride. 
oh, it's wonderful. And I'll never look at the sun rising the same way again or consider the sun rising the same way again. David then then takes the next five verses to highlight how perfect God's law is or, or God's laws are. It is apparent that David has fallen in love with the law of the Lord and encourages us to do so as, as well. Do you remember the books that are considered the law? Right? The first five books of the Bible or the Torah in Judaism. David um, stresses that we are to fear the Lord, right? Not be afraid of him per se, but to fear him, to heed his word. And that God's judgment is just. What David is doing is he's actually encouraging um, God's judgment because God's judgment is sweeter than a honeycomb, right? So how can David be so confident like that? Let's be honest. Um, Are you just dying to have God examine your heart and, you know, have God judge you? It's odd. It it should sound odd, especially for non-believers to say yes. But for us children, we know God loves us. And so his love in judging us, it won't be harsh. It will be just. But we've been made righteous through Jesus so we can have the same confidence as David had, right? Because God, when he judges us, he doesn't convict um, convict us. He, con- he convicts us. He doesn't condemn us. He brings it to light so that we can correct our ways. Verses 12 and 13, David's wanting God to judge him, to search him, to find those willful sins. In another version, it says presumptuous sins. You know, a presumptuous sin. And, you know, something that you don't necessarily, you you don't think is absolutely wrong. You assume that it's okay. And so you do it. David's saying, search my willful sins. Keep me from willfully sinning against you. David is asking God to do a deep dive, to reveal things that he would never um, consider as offending God. And this is what we've discussed previously, that the Holy Spirit will reveal areas in your life that aren't necessarily pleasing. And sometimes it will, (coughs) excuse me, reveal things that you never thought would have been offensive or convict you to remove something or someone from your life, that for other people, it it may be okay. (coughs) Excuse me. And it's in these times when the Holy Spirit is revealing things to you to set aside that, you know, you see other people who are doing it, that you just have to remember that God knows best. To trust him. And then to turn those things that you may consider not sinful, you know, to presume that they are not versus to to do what David is stating here, the willful sins. And sometimes they are willful because you're not, you really don't think that they are. When I grew up, I heard of sins of omission and commission. The commission sins were what this would be, the willful sins. You know, it's a sin, you're doing it anyway. And then the omission sins are the sins that you really didn't think you were doing, you know, to presume that they aren't sinful, maybe. 
<laughs> or maybe it can go both ways. Then we have the last verse, which I have heard quoted numerous times because it's something that we want if we understand that our lives are to be a witness to the relationship, you know, we have in Christ. Then we want everything that we do and say to reflect that relationship, correct? We want everything to be acceptable to our Lord and to our King. And that's what this psalm is pointing out. I just find it to be very inspiring. But what are our takeaways? I think for us, we need to look at nature, to learn to look at nature and see God in all the ways that he speaks to us. Remember, David says that they don't utter a word, but they're very clear. The sun rising out of the tabernacle to meet his bride, right? God's always speaking to us. And in times of frustration in this um, season of caregiving, go outside, take a walk if you can and look around. See the trees and the different colors of green they are. Hear the birds, see the birds, the squirrels, all that God has created. We have a lot of squirrels where I live. When you do this, you take your mind off of yourself, maybe off of your loved one and their needs, the diagnosis, all that stuff, and you just see God. And you see how big God is. And then that reminds you, because he's so big, then you realize he's big enough to help you in all that you're going through. That should settle your heart. Next, what we should take away is that we are not to fear God and his laws or his judgment. We are to allow him to guide us in being obedient to his commands, to living in his word, to asking him to reveal areas that we need to improve upon. Remember, he always does it with love with us. It's not harsh. It's love. And so we don't need to be afraid of of digging into his word and to seeing how to live the gospel of Jesus Christ and to ask God to search our hearts. Because in the end, we want our lives, our thoughts, our actions, and our words to be acceptable to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for such a beautiful psalm today, a psalm that really reminds us that you are such a creative, artistic God in how you design the heavens and the earth, the trees, the birds of the air, the stars, the sun. All of that, Father, is a testimony to your greatness. And in some aspects, it reminds us how very small we are. But in another aspect, Lord, it reminds us of your great love for us. You who've done all of this, who've created all of the galaxy, the stars, and the black novas, and all that kind of stuff that scientists talk about. But yet you still love us. You love us. And so, Father, help us not to take you for granted. Help us to be able to go outside and see you in the trees and in the birds and in the squirrels and in the raccoons or whatever else. Just to see you in the breeze that we feel on our faces, in the soft fallen snow, in the heat. Help us to see you and to recognize that you are good. And we ask you to search our hearts. We want our lives to be pure before you. And we know that although we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, we will still sin. Help them to not be willful sins but sends more of 
omission versus commission. But we ask you to bring it all to the forefront of our minds so that we can give them and confess them to you so that we do them no more. Thank you for being a God who loves us and who is always willing to extend a helping hand. Bless the caregivers who are listening, Father. Help them to realize that you are there for them and that you love them. Give them peace today and help them to know that you love them. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my fellow caregivers, go outside and take a walk. And remember the beautiful image that David paints in this psalm of the sun coming out of the tent that God has made to meet his bridegroom. And recognize that your God loves you so much. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.